Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. We are on a quest to make tea fun. It is nearly October, and in my hometown of Tucson, Arizona, it is 102 degrees outside. It is really hot, unusually hot right now. But I am not worried because I have my cups of hot green tea. Hot green tea, you say? Shouldn't you be talking about iced tea? Have you gone delirious from the heat, Mr. Host? No, I have not gone delirious. In fact, ancient Chinese medicine says that green tea is actually cooling. And now you're probably thinking, you know what, Manish is really off his rocker. How can hot green tea really be cooling? Well, you know, green tea is actually good for a lot of things. And that is what today's show is all about. In our continuing series on green tea, today we talk about the health benefits of green tea. Last week, we spoke about how green tea has no oxidation. Now, oxidation is the cellular death or process that occurs, say when you cut a banana or an apple or leaves fall from the tree and then they start to go a little brown, that's oxidation. And oolong tea has a little oxidation and black tea is completely oxidized. What sets green tea apart from the other types is the fact that it has no oxidation. Once the leaves are picked, they're immediately fired and the moisture is removed and therefore green tea retains its natural color and because it has no oxidation ancient Chinese medicine says that it's good for inflammation and therefore is cooling. So what's in tea that makes it oh so good? Well let's sort of go back in time and think about the Buddhist monks who originally created some of this ancient Chinese medicine. What really appealed to those monks is something called xanthines. That's a fancy word for stimulants. And if you were a Buddhist monk and you were trying to meditate all of the time, stimulants would be a big help because if any of you are meditators out there, you know that occasionally there is a tendency to fall asleep. Well, tea actually has three different stimulants. The first one, obviously, is caffeine. And most of us are familiar with the fact that tea has caffeine. All types of tea have caffeine, and green tea does as well. Now, green tea has less caffeine than the other types. And to kind of put this into perspective, a cup of green tea will have anywhere between 20 and 30% of the level of caffeine that, say, a typical cup of coffee might have. Now, caffeine helps increase mental stimulation. It helps with mental clarity. And, you know, if you're feeling a little sleepy, helps keep you awake. And so therefore, as the monks were meditating, green tea helped keep them on their perch and helped keep them from falling over asleep. So in that regard, it was very good. But there are a couple of other xanthines in tea that make it very effective as well. Green tea also contains theophylline. And theophylline is a bronchodilator. Now what that means in simple terms is that it helps relax the bronchial smooth muscles in your lungs. Theophylline is actually found in many of the medicines that are used to help treat asthma, some of the inhalers and so forth. And 
some of the medicines that are used for lung difficulties contain theophylline in them because it helps people breathe better. Another xanthine that's in green tea, and in all tea in fact, is something called theobromine. Now that is a vasodilator, which again, in simple terms, means it helps open up your blood vessels. Theobromine also is good for your lungs as well. So now you're a Buddhist monk, you're traveling, taking tea with you when you go from monastery to monastery. In fact, that's how green tea sort of spreads from its origins all the way through China and into Korea and into Japan is because Buddhist monks sort of take it along as they go. And they used it because the caffeine helped keep them awake and the theophylline and the theobromine helped them breathe and got their blood flowing. So it was an ideal component of their meditative practices. But there are a lot of other things that are really great in green tea. And really the big superstar that sets green tea forth and the one that gives it the most press and what most of the research has been done lately on green tea is as a result of something called EGCG. Now that stands for epigallocachetin gallate. Say that 15 times fast. No, I'm just kidding. EGCG. You can find out a lot about it on the internet. And it is an amazingly powerful antioxidant. So what else is green tea good for? Well, we're going to cover a variety of things that have been researched about green tea, and we will tell you what's been found. And if you stay with us, I will also tell you how you can get an amazing pouch for free of green tea from me. We'll get to all of that and more, so stay with me here on Steeping Around. Here's a challenge. Go to your cupboard, dig out a tea bag, cut the top off of it, and pour its contents onto your kitchen table. What do you see? Anything more than dust? You're generally looking at the bottom of the barrel tea leaves, the crumbs that fall from the thick, whole, beautiful leaves that the Maya Tea Company uses. Did you know that you can greatly improve the quality of your tea by switching to whole leaf tea without spending one extra dime? Each pound of Maya Tea Company's decadent loose leaf teas brews about 150 individual cups of tea, and you have an extensive variety of types and flavors to choose from. Would you like a green or a black tea? And how about flavored with raspberry or vanilla? The possibilities are endless with the Maya Tea Company. Plus, you can save an extra 15% on your purchases by typing the word STEEP into the coupon code at checkout. See for yourself at www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com and enter the word STEEP. Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking about the health benefits of green tea. If you have been paying attention in the last few years to the health reports in the media, by now you know for sure that green tea has been shown to have tremendous health benefits. But it seems like every week there's a new study and green tea is good for this and green tea is good for that. What we want to do is sort of summarize the major categories of what green tea has been shown to be helpful for. One of the great things that green tea has been shown to be really effective at is improving brain functioning. Now we talked about 
earlier about the caffeine and helping with meditation and alertness and so forth. So that's obvious. But a Japanese study of over a thousand men and women over 70 also concluded that people who drank more than two cups of green tea per day were less likely, half as less likely, to develop cognitive impairment. So the drinking of green tea actually slowed down their memory loss and held back things like Alzheimer's disease and just helped keep them really sharp. Another area of big focus is cancer. And again, a lot of these studies that have been done on green tea and cancer are kind of on large scale. They take a bunch of people and then they compare cancer rates and then they compare a lot of things that those people do and why some people have different rates of cancer. And there is evidence to suggest that reduced rates of stomach and lung, breast, esophageal, and liver cancer exists amongst regular drinkers of green tea. Now, I want to caution here that it may not just be the green tea. It may be that green tea drinkers also happen to be people who do yoga or people who eat lots of vegetables. But when they do these studies, they really focus in on the various factors and green tea seems to be coming up again and again and again as one of the key components to reduced rates. So that's really good news. Another thing that green tea is really effective in is in combating bacteria and viruses. Green tea has been shown against a bunch of various viruses, including the flu virus. Not in a human test, but in lab tests, EGCG has even been shown to help keep T-cells from binding up with the HIV virus. So that's really promising. Green tea's antibacterial capabilities have also shown promise in improved oral care and fighting the bacteria that produces plaque and calories. So it's good for your mouth as well when you drink green tea. Cardiovascular disease and cholesterol have also been shown to be helped by the consumption of green tea. Again, these are big studies, but they've been shown that uh, there is lower coronary artery disease in people who consume more green tea. Again, this is another Japanese study. Green tea has also been associated with lower rates of cardiovascular damage amongst heavy smokers. Lower cholesterol rates were found amongst heavy green tea drinkers in large-scale studies in Japan. So for heart disease and cholesterol, green tea has proven to be part of a regimen that's been pretty effective. Probably the one thing that we have seen and the thing that I like the most about green tea is its effect on obesity and diabetes. Tea consumption has been associated with reduced levels of fasting blood glucose amongst non-obese elderly people. And in mice has been shown to help actively reduce glucose levels. Now, of course, green tea has caffeine, so as a result of drinking it, you're also going to have slightly increased calorie burning levels. But this idea about green tea being a really good reducer of glucose levels is very interesting, particularly for diabetics. Now, one of the things that we have seen anecdotally is that some of our clients, people who buy green tea from us, they come to us and their doctor has told them, get off of coffee. They are drinking a lot of coffee, maybe 12, 15 cups a day, which is a lot of coffee. And they have replaced a lot of their coffee drinking and other beverage drinking, whether it be soda or, or Diet Coke or whatever, and replaced it with green tea. And what we have found, 
and it's not just a single person, it's quite a few people have come to us and said, you know, we didn't do anything different except for drop all those beverages and just start drinking green tea. And they have experienced remarkable weight loss. 10, 15, in, in a couple of cases, over 30 pounds. And they haven't done anything different. And so it's really about this balancing of blood sugar, the reduction of cravings, and sort of the balancing out of being stimulated that really has made them feel great. And as a consequence, there's been some in incredible weight loss and incredible improvement in the wellness of their lives. A lot of the references that I've cited or that you can look for on your own can be found at a great site called greenteelibrary.com. And they happen to have a lot of information compressed together about the various studies that have been conducted all over the world about the health benefits of green tea. So if you want to explore a little deeper, go to www.greenteelibrary.com. So now have I whetted your appetite to try some green tea? How can you get a free package of green tea from me? Find out how when I answer the question of the week in just a moment. So keep it right here on Steeping Around. <sighs> I've always had such a tough time waking up in the morning, but coffee is so hard on my stomach. I need a good alternative. How about tea? It's not just an alternative to coffee, it's a solution. Many tea varieties offer a lift without the negative side effects associated with coffee. You mean no more sour stomach? That's right. Say goodbye to that teeth-grinding, nerve-shaking, dehydrating habit. But isn't tea really bitter? No, not when you've got good tea. There are hundreds of varieties to choose from, and each offers its own unique flavor, from the light and silky to the bold and toasty. Plus, the Maya Tea Company blends many teas with subtle, tantalizing flavors like vanilla, raspberry, and almond. The possibilities are endless. That sounds too good to be true. These great teas must be very expensive. At mayatea.com, you can select the amount of tea you want, and their prices are incredible. Plus, you can save an extra 15%. Just enter STEEP into the coupon code. STEEP? Yeah, STEEP, as in steeping around. Just go to www.mayatea.com, that's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com, and enter STEEP into the coupon code. Thanks. I'm switching to tea today. And we are back here on Steeping Around. Have we convinced you that green tea is good for your health? Do you have any stories that you would like to share about your green tea experience? Any health improvements? Anything unusual? Please send me your questions, your stories. We'd love to hear from you. The easiest way to get in touch with me is via email. My email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you love the show, please friend us on Facebook. We have Facebook pages for both the Maya Tea Company as well as Steeping Around. And as always, please visit us on www.mayatea.com. This week's question comes to us from Bruce, who travels a lot. And his question is, because I travel a lot, based on the usual fare available to restaurant customers, 
How can we tell green tea from black tea from white tea? How do I ask for the right tea while dining out, which is 80% of my life? Bruce, that is a great question. And one of the interesting things that I always find is how much restaurants know about their wines. Like they'll have a guy there who is literally an expert on their wines, but nobody knows anything about their tea. And I find that to be a little surprising, but I think that's changing and I hope it will continue to evolve and tea lovers like yourself continue to ask those questions, say, you know, you really need to know more about your tea if you're going to serve it. Well, when you're looking at the tea that's available at restaurants, there are several things that you can do to make sure that you know what you're getting. And really it begins, I think, by knowing the names that tea goes by. So let me give you some examples. If a tea on the outside of the bag or on the package says Pico, that means it's black tea. Black tea also goes by several other names. If it has English breakfast or Irish breakfast or has breakfast in the name in any way, it's black tea. You will find that a lot of the flavored teas, Earl Grey and Apricot and so forth, are generally made on basis of black tea as well. Knowing the different types of black tea is helpful because they do go by a lot of names. The same thing with green tea. Green tea can have a lot of different names, and sometimes it's just plain green tea. Things like gunpowder, sencha, gyokuro, matcha. There are a lot of varieties, and we're going to talk about both of those things, about the various types of black teas and the various types of green teas. We're going to get that into much more detail. And it's kind of like when you're going to order wine, well, how do you know that a Syrah or a Chardonnay is either red or white? Well, you kind of got to know your grape, and it's helpful to have that knowledge when you first sit down and you ask about tea. Now, white tea is pretty clearly labeled, so if it's going to be white tea, I'm sure they're going to talk about it quite a bit because people are pretty proud when they serve white tea. And oolongs are generally hard to find in most restaurants. You can find them in Chinese restaurants, and the Chinese usually know their tea, and they will tell you. So if it's a Chinese restaurant, you're probably getting an oolong. White tea, you'll know, but even that's pretty rare. So knowing your names of tea will help a lot. Now, you can always ask the waitstaff, you know, look at the tea bag, which is what's served in most restaurants, and the outside of the package will generally tell you. And if it doesn't say, if it just says tea, more than likely, and more than likely by a large percentage, it's really black tea. You know, the other thing you can do is you can bring your own tea. You know, restaurants don't mind charging me for just hot water, the same price they normally charge for tea, and you can bring your own tea, and you can make it in a tea sack filter. And in fact, Bruce, I am going to send you a package of amazing green tea along with a box of tea sack filters that you can take with you when you travel. And you can make green tea at any restaurant or in any hotel room that has hot water at your desire and enjoy it just as you like it. You tell us what you think and how it bodes for you as you're traveling around the country. If you have a tea-related question, send them on in. And if it's chosen, like I chose Bruce's question this week, we will send you a free package of tea. So send them on in. Send me an email, steep at myatea.com. So you might be feeling motivated to try green tea now. Next week, I will cover all the important points of how to choose a good green tea, grade it, and most importantly, how to properly make a really excellent cup of green tea. So thank you very much for listening this week. And until next week, 
take really great care of yourselves and drink more green tea. Thank you.